You are listening to another Shear from the Amr Week program brought to you by the St. Louis Kailal. Hi, everybody. I just want to thank Rabbi Berkowitz again for giving me the opportunity to, to share some Divrei Torah on the Amud. Um, in this week's Amud, the Gemara goes through, really started maybe last week's Amud, um, where there was some advice given to those people that are purchasing Adasim, they want to avoid having any any issue of, of Gezel in their Hadassim. So they should make sure that the, the person that's selling it to them should be the ones to cut it off for themselves. So the Gemara is trying to figure out why that needs to be the only way to avoid gazelle. Shouldn't there be other things that could be done that could allow the akinian to take place that will be considered not the original owners anymore, but it will be under new ownership of the purchaser? So the Gemara first suggests that maybe you could be uh, it with a shino maisa, with tying the uh, the bundle together, you're doing an action on the, the bundle of Adasim together with the, the our other Arbaminim, and that should be considered a change. And a change is something which could allow the new person who's who's purchasing it to be considered the official owner and it's not viewed as a stolen item anymore. So the Gemara says one answer is that you could say he holds that you don't need to tie the lulav, so therefore you're not going to end up doing that. You're not going to end up doing this shinoi maisa, and therefore you're not going to end up taking over the ownership. And even if you want, if you want to say that he holds it, you do need to tie it to lulav. That's a, not a real change. That's a change. It's going to go back to the way it originally was. If you tie something together, you can easily untie it, and now you're back to where you were before. That's not called making a real change to the item just to tie it together with some other things. And therefore, it would not be considered a real shinoi that would allow the, the new uh, owner to have an official Kenyan on it. Tosis discusses a, a contrast between the case over here and a case in the Gemara and Daflamid Aleph. Over here, the Gemara is suggesting that a shinoi hachoser lebiyoso, a change that's going to go back to the way it was, is not considered a change. Tosis says that we happen to know from other Gemaras that midrabanon that actually works. Midrabanon, such a change, is considered enough of a change to allow you to acquire it. So one could theoretically ask in our Gemara, even if you say a shinoi is not considered a shinoi, that's only on a Torah level, the Raisa level. But the Rabbanon say it works, so at least on the Rabbanon, if the Rabbanon allow you to be konet, that should be good enough, which opens up an interesting discussion about when something works on a Rabbanon level, if you're konet the Rabbanon, it's not considered gezel midrabanan, that could potentially help for the Raisa. That uh, opening of an interesting discussion amongst a number of Akronim. But Tosa says the bottom line is if it doesn't work midaraisa, so then you can't you can't use it. It's true midrabanon is not considered gezel anymore, but on a Torah level it's still considered gezel and you can't fulfill your mitzvah. Tosis is bothered by the Gemara later on, Lama Aleph, discusses a episode over there, which we'll see in next week's Amud, about a lady who is accusing some of the the Talmidei Chachamim, the the, the Beit Nesiyah, of having stolen some items and using it in, to build their sukkah. And the Gemara implies over there that you could theoretically be Yodzei, the mitzvah of sukkah, even though the whole Kenyan on those stolen items is based on a Dirabana Takana, as we'll see on the next week's Amud. So Tosis is bothered. Over there, it sounds like by fulfilling the mitzvah of building your sukkah, 
it sounds like as long as Midrabbanan, you acquired it, it's not considered a stolen sukkah. Yet over here by Lulav, it sounds like even though Midrabbanan, you acquired it, it is still considered a stolen Lulav on a Torah level. What's the difference? Satosis so himself tries to, to create a contrast about uh, maybe that over there there's a special takana, a special reason why they wanted to be lenient. Tamaris Chias, however, offers an interesting answer. He says that we know there's a concept in general of Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker. The Torah gives the power to Bezdin, to the Chachamim, to determine ownership of something. If, if they feel, for whatever reason, that they need to issue a ruling that this person should no longer be the owner of his item, that has a, a binding power. It's as if he no longer owns the item. So the Maras Chios explains that that power that Bezdin has, that Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker, that Abundant have, is only the power to make something Hefker, to say that you are no longer the owner. It does not, however, have the power to say that the other guy is the owner. That's another step. It's one thing to say that you are, or we're stripping you of, of your ownership. We're stripping person number one of his ownership. But to say that Bezin can make person number two now the owner, that's not a power that Bezin has. That's not within the realm of Hefker, Bezin, Hefker. So the Maraschios wants to answer Tosis's question as follows. By the case of Sukkah and Daf Lamed Aleph, the Rabbanans say that it's not considered stolen. Over there, all you really need to do is make it that the sukkah is not owned by somebody else. When it comes to a sukkah, if you use a borrowed sukkah, you're able to fulfill your mitzvah that way. That works. Therefore, as long as the sukkah I'm in doesn't actually, was not stolen from somebody else, it wasn't somebody else's property that was being uh, taken away from him, I could be Yosei my mitzvah even if it's not my own sukkah, even if I'm not the new owner of the sukkah. So over there, the Chachamim are able to say the person who lost it originally based on their Takana over there is not considered the owner anymore. And now the person who's using it now, he may not be considered the, as if he made a Kenyan himself. He may not be considered a new owner. Maybe Bezin can't say that he's declared the new owner. But that's okay. So we'll view it almost like a borrowed sukkah. A stolen sukkah, the original person who was stolen from, Bezin says, Hefker, Bezin, Hefker. It's like it's not his. But it's still a borrowed sukkah, and that's fine. However, when it comes to lulav, you're not allowed to fulfill your mitzvah with a borrowed lulav. You must be the owner of the lulav in order to fulfill your mitzvah. So therefore, even though Midrabanan, the Rabbanan would say in this kind of situation where you made this kind of change, which could be undone, a shina the Rabbanan would view it as no longer a stolen item, and it's as if you made a kinyan on it. However, the Rabbanan don't have the power to make the lulav, make, make the hadas, in this case, yours. They can't say that you are now the new owner of it, and you're fulfilling a mitzvah with your own hadas. That's beyond the scope of Bezin's powers. All Bezin could do is say, we don't think it's stolen from the first guy. We don't view it as stolen. But it still doesn't become yours. And by the Dalad Minim, it must be yours in order for you to fulfill the mitzvah. And this is how the Maratzchios wants to answer Tosis' question.